Greetings, Rebel fans. My name is Jason Kelly, and this is the Let's Run Podcast. Today on the show, we are talking about UNLV's incredible victory over the University of New Mexico Lobos. Uh, We'll go over a little bit their loss against San Diego State, talk about kind of the history and the performance of the Rebels against those two teams. And we'll look ahead to Saturday's big showdown in the Thomas and Mack Center against number 20th ranked Utah State, those Aggies up in Logan, Utah. Uh, They got a good basketball team up there, but a terrible place to live. So uh, it's going to be a fun weekend. Uh, We're looking forward to it. And without any further ado, let's get into it. So let's rewind by starting with the Rebels' performance in Viejas Arena Arena in San Diego, California. Uh, This game for the Rebels followed a very similar script to all the previous times that they had played uh, San Diego State. San Diego State is a very physical, very stout, and very disciplined defensive team. And, you know, they've won 23 of the last 25 games against the Rebels for a reason. Uh, they're a good matchup for us. They seem to always be prepared for us. And their defensive presence just kind of knocks us out of our offensive rhythm. And this game felt like every other time UNLV has played uh, San Diego State. I didn't think that the Aztecs were so good that UNLV had no chance of beating them at home, uh, kind of like I did last year. However, I also recognize that there is just a monumental gap between our program and their program. Uh, as far as the offense goes, DJ hit some tough shots. I thought that Webster played pretty bad, um, kind of a bad trend lately. He hasn't been playing very well. Uh, Luis Rodriguez played pretty bad. Uh, we couldn't get the ball to Caleb Boone in the post and it just led to a pretty disheartening performance. However, um, it's not, it's not anything new. Uh, one thing that I really did enjoy is during the game, Kevin Kruger turned to all of his guys uh, after a easy layup that really swung momentum in favor of San Diego State and just yelled at all of his players and said, those guys are effing tougher than us. And that moment, combined with a lot of the things that we saw in the New Mexico game, show what I think has been a pretty strong Kevin Kruger coaching performance since the Creighton game, really starting with the Creighton game. Um, it really feels like the Rebels, after that Loyola Marymount game, kind of looked at themselves in the mirror and said, this is not good enough. We have to be better. And I think the coaching staff did that. The players did that. And we've seen some of those results play out. Obviously, we didn't win the St. Mary's game, which was a little disheartening. But the Rebels have a chance. It's it's, it's a chance to be something competitive in conference play. They don't have a chance at an at-large bid. Um, but they do have a chance to be competitive in the Mountain West. And while that game against San Diego State was disheartening, it is good to know that that's the standard that we have to achieve. It's nothing new. We know we have to do it. It's just a question of whether Coach Kruger and his staff can get his guys um, at that level to compete with a team like San Diego State. Uh, It's going to be tough to pick up wins on the road. A loss at San Diego State, even in a good year, is something that's not unexpected. That loss wasn't crushing, but it set up what was a pretty important game for both the Rebels and the Lobos on Tuesday night, and that game was something entirely different. So yeah, on Tuesday night, the Rebels were fantastic against New Mexico. It was just a really solid performance. Uh, Coming off of losing Jalen Hell, who looked to be in better shape and looked to be more prepared to play, uh, it was pretty crazy to see the Rebels respond like that. 
And I say that it's crazy when, in actuality, the Rebels seem to match up well against New Mexico. We have beaten them in 13 of the last 17 times we've played them, six straight at the Thomas and Mac. It's really been since, you know, the Menvies years that New Mexico has been a problem for us. Really since then, they haven't been, a, we've, we've still lost in the pit a couple of times, don't get me wrong, but uh, Richard Patino, the New Mexico coach, is winless against the Rebels as as the head coach. He did actually technically win a game, but he was not present at that game. So coaching the team, he is winless against the Rebels. And we just seem to match up well with them, and I don't exactly know why, uh, but it is it, it is pretty nice to have a, a good opponent, and the Lobos are quite good this year, that you just seem to be able to beat. And yeah, Tuesday night felt very similar to a lot of previous times that UNLV in New Mexico had met. Uh, but Caleb Boone uh, was unstoppable. So Caleb Boone had 29 points. And basically to close out the game, the Rebels were just throwing him the ball in the post. And New Mexico couldn't stop him. This is the same thing that we saw against Creighton. And in the Rebels' two best wins of the year... The Boone twins, both Keelan and Caleb, mostly Caleb, but Keelan too. Keelan had five threes against New Mexico. The Boone twins have been the focal point of our team. As great as DJ is right now, and as good as it is to have him be the focal point of the offense in stretches, I really think when the Boone twins are running the show is when this team is at its best. They have a confidence and a swagger to them that is just not found anywhere else on the roster. Uh, finally moving Keelan to the starting lineup was a no-brainer kind of choice for me. Uh, that means probably a little bit less time for Justin Webster, who has been struggling. He did not attempt a shot in the New Mexico game, which was sad because I actually really liked us, Justin. But for whatever reason, he just hasn't been playing very well. Uh, he didn't play well in our two D2 gimme games either. So... I don't quite know what to make of Justin's performances lately, but him kind of leading the lineups and the Boone twins featuring more prominently in the lineups is a recipe for success for the Rebels. Uh, the one thing that they're going to have to figure out a way to do is that there, there's two things with the Boone twins. Keelan is sometimes going to be shooting well like he did against New Mexico and sometimes going to be off. So if Keelan's not making threes, uh, Keelan is not as helpful on the offensive end. I, I do think he's a big help on the defensive end. Um, but so Keelan shooting being kind of up and down is a big question mark, uh, as far as the sustainability of the Boonton twins playing well, he is a good shooter. And so I do expect him to continue to shoot, but in games where he is off, uh, we could run into some trouble. And the other thing is what are mountain West teams going to do to stop the rebels from throwing the ball into Caleb in the post? Uh, I'm sure that Danny Sprinkle, who is a great defensive coach, on Saturday for the Aggies will have a scheme in place to attempt to make it so that Caleb cannot beat them with his back to the basket. Caleb is excellent at attacking with his back to the basket, avoiding offensive fouls, and stopping Caleb, I assume, will be the big point of the Utah State defense. But in that New Mexico game, Caleb just, same as the Creighton game, he was just unstoppable. Every time he got the ball in the post, I knew he was going to score. If he didn't, it was a shock and a surprise. And I'm just not sure there are very many players in the Mountain West that can defend Caleb Boone. So yeah, the Boone twins are, uh, are the most important players on the roster. Uh, obviously, DJ is right there with them, but 
I would say that in order for this team to reach any sort of ceiling, you know, their ceiling of potential, the Boone Twins have to feature prominently uh, in every single decision that Coach Kruger makes. And so if I was Coach Kruger, I would just feel, say, hey, this is their team. You know, DJ, you are the, you're the point guard, but they're the engine. Uh, or they're the gas, I should say. You're the, you're, you're, you're the car, but they're the gas. They're what gets us going. And I would kind of put the game in their hands. And I do think Coach Kruger will do that. Um, one big thing with them is they have a tendency, both of them, to get into foul trouble. Uh, and I have to give Coach Kruger some praise here. Uh, Kevin was subbing out the Boone Twins, essentially from the seven-minute mark of the first half. Both of them had two fouls. And was subbing, doing offensive-defensive subs with Carl Jones and Rob Whaley. Um from like seven minutes on in the first half to prevent the Boons from getting in foul trouble. There were so many whistles in that game that it was possible for uh, Kruger to switch them out constantly. And it was very impressive. Uh, it was a really good in-game adjustment from um, from our coach. And probably that New Mexico game was maybe the best coached in-game coaching job of his career. I genuinely thought so. So yeah, there's some really big positive. And another one of them is Rob Whaley. So another thing about Jalen Hill being injured and kind of out of the rotation, as well as Isaiah Cottrell and Shane Noel really not stepping into their roles as players on this team. Uh, I, I think Shane is a lot of it's due to injury. He got that high ankle sprain right before the year started. And his role has been very muted because I think of that injury. Uh, but Rob Whaley has been fantastic. Uh, there was a moment in that game where he cramped up, where it looked like for a second he was, you know, torn hamstring, torn ACL, something. Uh, but he was excellent. And I really think he is kind of a dual threat post-up presence with Caleb Boone. Now, I'm not sure New Mexico is that good of a defensive team. You know, they've played a pretty soft schedule, but... Uh, Rob Whaley is a tool and something that I really think Coach Kruger could use throughout this you know, conference play uh, to score some wins. I have some confidence that Rob Whaley is a, is a real player. And in the first half of the season, I thought he was awful and just looked completely lost out there. And in the St. Mary's game, he and DJ kind of together cost us the game. Um, and at the very end, obviously, DJ was playing well enough that he he's the whole reason we were in the game. But, you know. Whaley was making a lot of freshman mistakes, and it was good to see him against New Mexico kind of feel start to get a rhythm. And obviously, that that poster dunk he had over like, the Mustafa Amzil, maybe uh, the Dayton uh, the Dayton transfer for New Mexico might have been him, might have been somebody else, but he had an electric dunk, and it really seemed like Whaley had some swagger and some confidence. And I was very impressed with him, and I do imagine he will be a prominent part of the Rebels' rotation. Uh, so yeah. Other good things from the game, I thought that Brooklyn Hicks had some really nice moments. You know, he's been a freshman who seemed like the game was a little too fast for him, but he's a uber-athletic, talented 6'3", 6'4", guard who I do think can contribute to this team. And I like the Jackie Johnson, Elijah Har- Sorry, Elijah Harkless. Uh, <laughs> wish we had Elijah Harkless on this team. Uh, I like the Brooklyn Hicks, Jackie Johnson, DJ. I, I think that's an okay guard front i do worry about teams with bigger guards new new mexico jalen house and jamal mashburn and donovan dent are not the most physically imposing guards but uh i do i do worry about the size a little bit there but i do think those those guys are going to be able to play well together 
And so really, really, really satisfied with our play against New Mexico. Uh, couldn't be any happier. And it gave it gives you hope, you know, it gives you hope that this team can be something. I think this game on Saturday against Utah State will really be telling about what the ceiling of this team actually is. Because this Aggies team is considerably better than the New Mexico team that we just beat handily. So I do not know if the line has come out yet for this game on Saturday. But as of right now, Ken Palm has UNLV in a very close game, losing 74-72 to against Utah State. Uh, Utah State is ranked 38th in the Ken Palm rankings. And Ken Palm gives us a 44% chance of winning the game. So this is going to be a tight one. I, I don't know that Utah State is an excellent team, but they're also undefeated in conference play so far. They they beat Colorado State pretty handily. Um, and if you look at their record, I mean, they haven't played a ton of great teams, but, you know, they had a, they had a dumb loss to Bradley early on in the year. But they beat a good St. Louis team on the road, uh, a historically good St. Louis team. Uh, they beat a really good San Francisco team. Uh, they handily beat Colorado State on the road. Sorry, Air Force on the road. And they beat Colorado State at home by a decent margin and are coming off crushing Wyoming. And they're 15-1. and one. So this is a real team. And, you know, the Rebels aren't favored to win. I don't think they'll be favored to win the game. I think the, the betting will be against them for sure. Uh, Utah State's offense and defense, you know, are both rank in the top 60 nationally. So I don't envision them being a pushover team by any means. If the Rebels win, it's going to have to be through their star power, through the boot, through the Boone Twins, through DJ. And it's really just going to take some good shooting. I, I do think the three-point shot, uh, whether it's falling or not, how many good attempts can the Rebels get up is going to be determinative of, of our level of success. So yeah, this Utah State game is big. I honestly could not tell you who's going to win. I, I'm not sure. Uh, the Rebels have split with Utah State recently. Last year, I attended a game in Logan with my wife, and the Rebels played pretty well in the first half, but not so good in the second half and got kind of killed. Um, I guess that wasn't last year. That was the, that was two years ago. That was the Bryce Hamilton team. Uh, last year, they played a somewhat competitive game with Keyshawn Hall scoring a bunch of points, and it was snowing. And uh, So I, I, I don't really know what to make of this, this game. Uh, I, if I had to pick... You know, I think Ken Palm probably has it straight on. It's it's a two or three. It's a one possession game in the last minute. Uh, I don't know if I'll make a pick. I guess I'll say UNLV wins on a you know two or three possession, um, two or three possession you know victory. Uh, and it's close. And the Rebels play well and beat them. And if the Rebels could beat Utah State and kind of keep home court safe, it would go a long way in helping them in conference play because their next three games, their next two games after that are at Boise State, not Colorado State. And the Rebels would be incredibly fortunate to win either of those games and are likely to lose both of them. So this is a big game for the Rebels. Are they going to open up conference play one and four, two and three? Uh, if they want to do well in the conference, I think this is a must win. And I don't feel terrible about it. I don't feel great about it, but I, you know, kind of a toss up. So I guess we'll see. Uh, I really do hope that they come out and they play well. There should be an okay crowd there. Um, it's Saturday. There's not a lot going, else going on in Vegas. There's no Knights game. So I'm hoping a good crowd shows up to see a ranked opponent. Uh, and yeah, I, I think this team can really do it. And I'm hoping that this is kind of the start of us seeing Kevin Kruger uh, start to fill his potential as a head coach. 
Um, kind of the thing with Kevin is he's had to learn on the job. He's been a little reliant on on high usage players like Elijah Harkless last year and Bryce Hamilton his first year. And it'd be nice to see him really establish a culture this year. Um, and winning games like Utah State at home are things that kind of you kind of have to do that if you want to have a true uh, culture of winning in your program. But I'm excited to see what happens. So Rebel fans, I am grateful for you for checking out the show tonight uh, or in the morning or whenever you're listening to this. Uh, I'm hoping to have my friend Kevin on again. I enjoy those uh, two-man podcasts a lot. Um, They're easier than the solo ones because I don't have to do all the talking. But uh, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. I hope you spend lots of time with the people you love. And let's go Rebels on Saturday. Let's beat those Aggies up there. And let's run.